Welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast. We're talking AEW, a little bit of Impact, a little bit of NJPW with New Japan. Jared, we don't use that as much as we used to. No, they have uh, haven't watched it as much recently, honestly. Well, they haven't had as much going on. Yeah, uh, with the situation COVID in Japan and all that, mm-hmm. it's just been a little weird. Now, uh, you Impact was, you had, you have the story where... Petey Williams? No, I was thinking Jack White and uh, Jay White and... Yeah, I was sorry. <laughs> Jay White and... Um, the Good Brothers. Good J- Brothers. Jay, White, uh, Jay White and Chris Bay versus the Good Brothers. I right. know that was a match. Chris Bay supposedly being in, mm-hmm. in Bullet Club. I hope he is. Well, that was the thing. Cause oh, really? Jay gets kicked upside the head, rolls out of the ring. And as Jay will do, kind of left Chris Bay to fend for himself as he recovered. Chris Bay gets pinned. Chris Bay yells at the camera backstage. I'm not used to losing. I didn't want my first match in the Bullet Club to be as a loss. But don't you worry. I'm going to come back. I don't lose. And Jay goes, well, you're not in Bullet Club yet. And he goes, he says, you know, this is the kind of thing where, you know, you got to. But don't worry. I believe in redemption. Do you believe in redemption? And then he says, yeah. He says, well, come help me with this, buddy. And so Jay goes over and finds um, Finn Juice. And they put a kick in and they put a butt whooping on Finn Juice backstage. Put the boots to him. And they they really enjoyed that because they went over big time. Yeah, so, they did. so it looks like he's back in, right? He took one of those big moving uh, cases on wheels that you have for concerts and stuff. He took yes. one of those and rolled it right up into... Finn's head. What do they use those for in wrestling? Because you see them backstage at every wrestling well, show. One thing, clothes are in there. Oh yeah, they're yeah. That makes you know, sense. Gear and all that. Also, I'm gear, sure, ring I'm sure aprons, everything canvas, that goes in the ring, yeah. uh, lights, all that stuff. Light tubes, chairs, yeah, right. anything. Barbed wire on Bob on wire. Boards. Correct. Of course. Of course. Everything you really need to, you know, put together a wrestling ring. Correct. So anyway, so and then you have the thing where they're they're building to a tournament where they will figure out they're gonna have mixed tag teams. Yeah, King, and that's King how Petey Williams. That's how Petey Williams winds up with Thick Mama Pump. Yes, which is perfect. They look great in their little their chainmail. Did it? It's amazing. perfect. It's perfect. And then you had Swingers thing. His, his illegal casino which somebody pointed out to him as if they thought he wasn't going to be totally happy about the fact that it's an illegal casino and didn't know he was like yeah <laughs> pumping his right arm yes sir as as all this is going on they're trying to figure out who's going to be whose tag partner in walks Kaz um and Kaz gets nose to nose sort of kind of with Eddie Edwards and he ch- and he lets her know that he's not done with Eddie Edwards yet, and I, Kaz excites me none. <laughs> I hope it works out for him, man. He's been through a lot, you know, and I hope he's got his it, life straight. But it's just weird, I guess, for him to be doing that, considering, like, his whole shtick in AEW is Elite Hunter, right? No, no, I'm, I, I, you said I, Kaz, Frankie I'm Kazarian? talking about Big Kaz. Oh, oh! I'm talking about okay. big cast. No, no, that's okay. that's also same episode. I was about to say I thought I thought that's they're what jumping. You were... uh, 
They're they jump Sammy at the end. That's yeah. the end of the show. We'll fast forward to that anyway. End of the show. They're Sammy's setting up. Uh, you, they're setting up a um, three on three fight. It's going to be like Omega and the Good Brothers versus uh, Sammy and somebody he picked out along with whoever, which they don't know yet because they don't know it's going to be that yet. Along with um, whomever Tommy Dreamer decides to bring into the right thing. And I don't think it was the end of the show, but it, uh, that's not relevant to this. They jump Sammy. Sammy's in bad shape. Cass comes out, saves him. Backstage, they say that uh, Eddie Edwards is going to need to... The, they say Eddie will be the third man. And when they whisper it to Sammy, Sammy's like, yeah, he's not going to be on board with that and walks off. Because, I mean, you know, they the last time they fought it was a barbed wire match to end a rivalry and yeah, that, that kind of thing. Not exactly... <laughs> Eddie being Mr. Impact, I totally see him getting talked into it by Dreamer. And then, of course, Big Cass will cost Kazarian the match and that kind of thing. That's the way I see it going. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what we watched with New Japan earlier today. Yeah, so uh, the three major matches, the there was a match for the junior heavyweight belt. We didn't watch that one, but that was El Desperado versus uh, Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles is the the small Australian guy. Right. He was he was in New Japan for a he while. He was with Osprey in a tag team. Yes. Okay. Yeah. God, that was such a good tag team. My yeah, God. you think? That was crazy. Uh, I'm a big Robbie Eagles guy. I think he's really really talented. Mm-hmm. He actually wins the belt right. from Desperado, which I'm a little sad. Desperado. Yeah, you're a fan. Desperado rules. Desperado right. is so cool aesthetically. His matches, the match itself was great. Uh, we didn't watch it because I wasn't sure how much time we were going to have, but the match is really good. I check it out. Uh, the next match was the tag match. You've seen it. I've seen it. You yes. and I haven't seen yes. it. Yes. Right? I was just clarifying. Yes. Uh, so the tag match was between Sonata and Naito, who won the belts from the challengers, uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. I love this match. I, I thought it was Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito, and Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, and Taichi and Naito all have incredible chemistry together. It's like putting all four. Putting all four of those in, in the mix together makes for quite a wonderful match. It they did. they really they it let did. it stretch out maybe a little bit too long in some cases. Um I did find it interesting to see a tag match in which taking the team into deep water seemed to be the plan. Yes. Because you don't see that in tag wrestling much. No, man. That's again that's what's Saber, so good. Saber plays an injury the whole time and yes. he still winds up getting a roll up. Dude, yeah, the the pin he gets from the Destino counter, which they had teased beforehand, and he's done. He's almost done in the past. Right, this he time he gets it done. Yes, but that that's what's so good about Zack Sabre Jr. matches is the the continuity. And that was for the, go ahead the go tag ahead. the tag belts, but the, the 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 continuity in Zack Sabre Jr. matches it was elevates them. Like he's really impressive to watch. A lot of his technical wrestling, mm-hmm. I don't really think anyone's better than that. But for me, it's the the continuity with his matches with Sonata. Every time I'm thinking. Oh man! Last time Sonata got the, got, you know, got a leg up on him, barely won, barely scratched out. Is that going to be ready? Is he going to get caught again? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking going into a match. I'm excited. Correct. Uh, so that's why Zack Sabre Jr. is so good. I think Taichi is just just fun to watch. Right. And, and I think their dynamics really good. I really like Naito Sonata. Obviously, mm-hmm. as a tag team, I think Sonata does a lot more for me. Right. Like, he'll just go in and he'll just do something crazy. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Right. Look at that handsome guy go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's not like a downtime in his ma- in, in the tag matches with him. So he's just yeah fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I miss him and Evil. And then Goto really and uh, 
Goto and Yoshihashi, uh, after come Sexy Junior pulls the really wild pin, uh, they come out and challenge, which should be a great match. Yoshihashi's put out some of his the best work of his career. Uh, I'm calling it right now. Goto and Yashiha, y- Yashiha, Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi have both belts. Dude, calling it. Because that because uh, the be, the tag team belts are the never on the same person twice belts. <laughs> or, or no 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 you you don't get defenses. Right. Like like you just lose it on your first defense. They uh, I think Chris Charlton said that there like 24 reigns have been V0 which means no defenses like they lose right. it on the first defense. Right. So who knows, man. And doesn't it feel like you take it they they won the belt, lost it, won it right back. So it feels like it'd be a good time to kind of stick it on. They might lose it again. Well, it might be interesting. And I, see, and I think Goto would be fun to have that big belt too. I, I just feel like at some point Saber needs to have a singles run. It's got to be soon. I feel that. I feel that. I feel like he should at the very Same least. with his partner. Like during the G1 or something. Just let him at least get a finals or Does, something. Doesn't that his, dude's crazy. Doesn't his – what's the name of his partner? I'm sorry. I'm Taichi. so bad with their names and I apologize Taichi. for that. But Tai Chi feels like he has so much – personality he to like have never had a solo run that really matters matters he's had a run with the never open weight belt him yeah. and uh i think him and shingo had some great matches right. he had he had a bunch of matches with a bunch of people him and goto yeah. as well him and ishii were the real stars right but i kind of do want him to have a bigger bigger shot i want to have him good g1 right. that's what i want him to have and then the championship match i'd love that because that, that dude's I love Tai Chi. Tai Chi's put out some of the best work of his career. When I first started watching, I was like, who's this clown? He didn't do anything for me. He did nothing for me. Right. And all of a sudden, he had a match against Ishii, and I was like, that was... Yeah. He's way better than the He's stick. way better than I thought. The stick is ham, and then when he gets in there, this, the, and there's real the char- deal once he gets in there. Absolutely. That's yeah. been his character arc, was when I first watched he was the more stereotypical flashy cheating heel like he right. used mic sticks and such but he's kind of over time and especially during the Ishii matches like that whole arc was Ishii going hey you don't you don't need those right we can just fight right and he does and those matches were off the chain because they were just like strong style right and so then we get Tana versus Tana versus uh, Shingo Takagi for the title yeah uh, it was originally going to be uh, Kota. Kota Ibushi versus Takagi for the title Ibushi has some form of pneumonia. He's got some lung issues going on. I don't know if it's COVID. I have no idea, honestly. Nobody said. Nobody said. They just said a uh, type of pneumonia where like something gets stuck in your lungs, like there's something in it. Um, so I got no clue. That sucks. Uh, he's a physical specimen, though. He'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised his body didn't just eject it. <laughs> you know what I mean? His body looks like it's carved from marble. Right. How can there be anything wrong with it? Right. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, I really like this match. Uh, I said this to you, but I don't think there's anyone in wrestling, I don't know if I've ever watched, that makes me believe as much as Tanahashi does. Right. There's moments in his matches where you just, you, even if you, you like, quote, like, logically know he's not going to win, he's right. the replacement in a match in the maybe second title defense right. of the big belt. Logically. First title was won 15 years ago. Yeah. He's like, not the new guy. No, no. Like, logically, it doesn't make sense for him to win in, like, a, quote, booking decision way. Right. 
But man, there's moments where you're just like, oh, he's going to do it. You, well, you, you almost 100% believe, oh my God, did he just do it? That he's it's crazy. He, when he has a chance to win, like you've said many times, when he leaps over that top rope, oh. it it feels like a visual version of somebody screaming, "Let's go!" Yeah, it does. You it know? just it feels like the, this one last burst of energy that he can put out that can win him the belt, and you you're just yes. let's go. You're like it's yes. on. Yeah, I, I literally get a surge of energy every time he does that. And, and in that. this one, he pulled a V trigger, a, a knee trigger out. Dude, he he got the he put a Kamigoye. Yeah. Him, which popped the crowd like crazy. Right, and then the he does the it. leap, and so you really think, "Wait, what?" You're like, "Whoa!" Even though everything, what? like you said, everything script makes sense. Wise, no way Shingo can lose right here. And like we said, also, I want, I personally want Shingo's reign to matter. I want him to beat Osprey when Osprey comes back. I want it to feel like because I feel like he's a legitimate champion. He feels oh, like sure. a champion yeah. when he comes out. He beats down. Tana here early on. Tana gets him into the deep waters. He manages to land his signature spots multiple times. Your champion fights through it because that's what champions do, and your champion gets to win on a very quick finish. Yeah. Not, not It was a long match, quick finish. Yeah, yeah. He, he finally just managed to get enough of an upper leg on Tana to get him in the finisher. Right. Which was, again, it was the match was really well uh, structured. There was back and forth, exciting. It was right. really good. And now for, for an almost impromptu match, great. And now AEW. And so Dynamite, 10 man elimination. Start no, they started off so hot. I mean the the video package with mm-hmm. the Dark Order, I thought it was phenomenal. They come out in outfits that looked dope with the bandanas. Hangman looked incredible. Dark Order. Dark like it, it wasn't Dark Order with Hangman, it was Dark Order. Right, you have the cowboy vignette yes. where it tells you what it takes to be a cowboy and it's I, not about a hat. The visual with the shadows and the hat was so it's cool. A, it's about getting up the ground, being tough, oh, all those things. It was so dope. The the extra spotlight during the entrance that was on an empty spot, mm-hmm. kind of like visually signifying for yeah. Brody. You know what I mean? Just, just it was, it was perfect. I was just super behind it. And then the elite come out to... Uh, Space Jam. Space Jam just just not taking it Dressed seriously. Dressed in basketball all. outfits, wearing their elite gear. They got to a basketball jock jams. They're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the jerseys all had different numbers on the back. Uh, Kenny was twenty three, which was Michael Jordan's number, of course. What an asshole. And um, <laughs> it, it, uh, Mr. Was, Dangler was sixty nine. Of course he was. I was going to leave that out, but of course he was. Carl uh, Anderson was 20, uh, 2012. Which was the G1 year finals, he lost yeah. the, the G1 Finals. Which, I, that's funny that he picked that number. It's just... Well, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. I think Nick Jackson had like 777. I don't remember what Mac Jackson had. No idea. Yeah, yeah. But it's so... Then they, of course... And I do... I, if they put those on sale, they look like a great purchase. You know I'm getting the Mr. Uh, Dangler one. A Dangler <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and so then we have a match. And who what won the two, match? Now, which which two guys got eliminated for fighting away? Okay, that one was silly, but whatever. I'm. But I just want to remember Stu Grayson, dude. Stu Grayson's an animal. Right. He does a corkscrew, uh, like dive off the top rope onto the outside. Literally, nobody catches him. Yes. Which, okay, I, I don't expect Gallows to be catching people. That's not really what he's known for. But the Bucks were there. The Bucks right. literally like throw themselves the Bucks to catch being people. Being alive right now is based on people catching them. Dude, and people are alive because of them. So right. the fact that he literally just like parts the Red Sea and just thumps. Yeah. 
I thought I was like, oh my god, is that dude okay? But he gets up, he gets up, he's an animal. Yeah, I was I was out of my mind that he was just doing stuff, and I was like, dude, right. I thought that dude was like dead. <laughs> so two guys get eliminated there. Uh, him and Gallows. Him and him and Dangler get, yeah, get, Mr. Dangler. get eliminated. And then you had. Uh, it, I thought the match itself was paced crazy, like these always are. Oh yeah. But even, but not not in a way where I was getting distracted no. by other things. I was able to pay attention to what the plot was of each little spurt of wrestling yes, match. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Evil Uno has his moments. He gets dude, eliminated. He looks great. Anderson was the first one eliminated. Carl Anderson? I think it may have been Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds and then. And then, okay. Then Carl Anderson. So we wind up with Hangman versus the Bucks and Omega. Dude, let me let me talk a little bit about that last section of the match was probably my favorite um, because of the, the visual parallels between that moment and some of their older moments. Uh when Kenny and Hangman fought the Bucks for the belt, Hangman is standing in that same position outside the ring, Kenny and the Bucks standing there. Now, the context is completely different now, but the visual imagery is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ke- uh, Hangman goes for a buckshot lariat. Nick runs around, grabs his leg. That's the exact same thing that Hangman did uh, in a number one contenders match that the Bucks were having because he didn't want to face the Bucks. Mm-hmm. He grabs Nick's leg so they can't get the finisher going. Right. Exact same thing. That was the through line through that whole segment was callbacks to that, which is awesome. Right. It's just, it's so cool that they're doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you believe for a moment that Hangman's going to do it. And mm-hmm. then Kenny hits him with like 10 moves and then the one winged angel. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there was that, that spark of hope, that last thing where I'm like, oh my God, is he going to kick out? And I'm like, crushed. Well, that's the interesting, and there's two ways to view the end, right? Because he does, I don't... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he eliminated anybody. He eliminated uh, Matt Jackson, I believe. Okay. He did. He did get one person, but right. it was it was Kenny and the other Jackson. Right. So there is the train of thought of of should it should it have come down to Kenny and Hangman by themselves, right? There is the train of thought of, of yes. why wouldn't Kenny go over? Which uh, not why wouldn't Hangman go over? There's that whole train of thought you could go to, but. By do the, 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 there's a train of thought that makes this good, and I want to talk about that instead because yes. by having it finished when it did, it was a surprise. It did, it, it, right? Because you thought sucked the energy right out the room. It literally felt like I someone thought for crushed sure my we're heart. getting we're getting one on one. Oh yeah, I thought I literally from the day moment one, I I just assumed because that's how a lot of these they kind all, of survivor series not matches a lot of go. Them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Every company that's ever done them. If a guy's three down, he ain't losing right now. No, he might get two of them and then lose, but... Right, he ain't losing right now. It's usually especially if it's babyface. You know, I mean, that's just crazy. But it worked because, it, in this context, yes. right? If, if you don't want to go the other route, it works here. You know what I mean? And I, and I get if you want to go the other route and go, well, why isn't Hangman facing... Okay, well, that's not the way the company wanted to go. That's fine. I kind of don't think that's the story they're telling either. And I, I say that because when... Well, when Dark Order talks to Hangman, they don't say you need to win. They say you need to learn it's okay to fail. Correct. In addition That's to, a big difference, by the yes, way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in addition to Dark Order having their title shot on the line there, Hangman could potentially be like, wow, I didn't just blow it for me. I blew it for my friends. And that scene playing out between the Dark Order and him, them going like, you know, we... We went into that knowing that. We were there to support you as opposed to 
like him in the elite. Like that that dynamic between him and the Dark Order and him and the elite, totally different. Also on another dynamic, he had to pay for transgressions. Yes. yes. He didn't want to face the Bucks. He didn't want to take them on one-on-one. He didn't have the guts for it. He paid for those transgressions. Even though he as a character has changed. Yes. You still have to pay the piper for the things you've done. Yeah. But everything that comes around goes around. That that's the funny thing with the Bucks in this feud is you can kind of see why they're really not happy with Hangman. Like they're they're what? self-righteous pompous jerks, but Hangman screwed them a little bit. Of course he did. Of course he did. I mean, dude, just cuz people don't they're, they're, I don't care if it's wrestling, if it's a sports team, if it's a relationship. One person's not all right, one person's no, not all wrong. Never. Something happened over there. You know what I mean? Something could have been handled better. Right. A- anything. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, Satan had a point. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> but uh, Fallen angels being what they are, Christopher <laughs> Daniels. Okay. So anyway, then we get to, so you loved it. I loved it. It was it was the hottest section of the night. It was, it was the most soul-crushing. And I'm so, so on board for this story, right. is the point. And so Omega's moving on to something else. We may get what he's moving on to later in this show, at least for the... Actually, we may get kind of what he's getting on to in the next two big yeah. performances later in the show. And we wind up with Pac by himself because the Lucha Brothers' uh, car got canceled and Andrade sends him a limo and lets Pac know that if you don't start treating your employees right, well, they can work for somebody who will. Did you like this? It was okay. I mean, it's it just kind of spinning wheels. It felt like the Lucha Bros were just not there, so they had to kind of... I kind of you know loved I mean? it. You liked it, though? Hey, that's great. I kind of loved that I canceled your car. To, to give them a limit, Dude, when he explained what the limousine was to him... To Pac? Absolutely. Ch- I love Chavo is great. Chavo, right. Chavo's placement here is great. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because he's worked... Chavo <clears throat> has done everything in wrestling. And I guarantee you, he looks at an Andrade... And knows what it takes. So I trust him completely to guide this thing to a point where all we got to do with Andrade is ring the bell and let him go get it. Please. You know what I mean? I can't wait till that happens. Right. Uh, Starks, FTW celebration. We have a Dixieland band, or as they would call it, a New Orleans jazz band. I'm not 100% sure how they don't know what a Dixieland band is, but we'll, we'll go on. Uh... You had the band outside the ring. You have Starks in the ring just laying it down on promo. Yeah. I thought you did a good job with Says that. one thing, too many. Um, Cage comes out. Cage comes flying out, puts a drum over the top of a guy's head. Best part of the segment. Well placed, done, right? Move Trump, on. Great thing. JR says trombones have no place in wrestling. Correct. Which was hurtful. Correct. And, and Xavier Woods was immediately on Twitter ready to fight. <laughs> you know, I swear to God, you made that video in like two minutes. He was well, ready. I honestly think, though... I don't Trust think- me, I feel like there are moments when JR can take a shot at another company yeah. and different people in the E get offended and defend themselves, or whatever. I think anybody in the world wants to take a shot at any member of the New Day, they are 100% on board with having fun with it. Absolutely. Yes. You know what I mean? I think those guys are just wonderful humans. Hiroshi Tanahashi is uh, on your screen on Amazing. AEW, on, on AEW. TNT. My, I'm living the best life, is the point. Challenging the winner of tonight's heavyweight fight. 
Great, right? Yes. FTR, Santana versus Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR. What'd you think of this? It was good up until Cash Wheeler got lacerated. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, he because he went down weird and he was gripping and he just immediately walked over to the doctor. Yeah, he's sitting on the top turnbuckle. Yeah, he gets shoved off in an awkward manner, and when he does that, his arm hits something sharp enough to cut his wrist right about where. I don't to say it just where the vein is about about. Two inches above where they show you suicide cuts are in movies. It was yeah, it was a bad spot to get cut. Right, correct. Um, so he's in jeopardy, not necessarily <laughs> dying, but whatever. It's too bad to continue he, wrestling. He was he bleeding quite a bit, right, so right, right. he had to get and, some care. Right, and so well, we have to. I thought this was neat because you know they predetermined a winner, mm-hmm. and we have to get to that finish. And suddenly they did the, it so professionally. Suddenly the finish is. Uh, was it a on brain, the fly? Brain, yeah, it was a brain buster. Right, I think, but we got to like do that. it on the fly. And he goes, you know what? I'll go with the brain buster. And he does a great brain, brain, it's, brain. It's, it's a tongue, buster. tongue twister. Correct. He gets the pin over Ortiz, who looks great right now. Ortiz and Santana have found a nutritionist. They look fantastic. Yeah, they really do look good. Dude, Ortiz is ripped to shreds. He's a beast. Yeah. His whole <laughs> life, he's been a little bit pudgy. Nothing wrong with it. Like he's never. No. I, I, I never say he's out of shape. He's been able to wrestle some of the great matches of the last ten years. But he looks fantastic he right now. Out. So does Santana. And I feel like there's more for them down the road, but it wasn't today. And Ortiz gets pinned right here. Uh, Dax goes over. And so we have more. What's up? I know some people weren't thrilled with how this turned out, but honestly, given the situation, they could have done literally anything, and I would have been like, that's fine, that's fine. As long as Cash Wheeler gets medical care, that's fine. What would, literally what anything. What mad about it, Wonder? I don't know. The fact that he got pinned off like a brain buster, or the fact that Santana... Okay, well, there had to be a finish. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's on the fly. There's a dude over there getting stitches on the side of the ring. That's what I'm saying, where it's just like sometimes you just got to... Listen, a wrestler got injured. He's not, not seriously hurt or whatever, but right. he did need medical attention. It's it's fine. They could have done that. It's way better than half the other stuff. Remember that time that Kyrie Sane got like knocked out cold with Charlotte? Lord and, almighty, and, and, and she's just... And Becky, like, rolled her under the ring and was like, y'all wrap it up. To hide her from Charlotte. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. That was crazy. Charlotte thought she sandbagged her. Charlotte was hunting her like the predator. (laughs) Charlotte was like, she sandbagged me. And Becky's like, she literally, look at the, nothing, nothing behind her eyes. The lights are off. Right, but my point was, like, you can't get mad at Becky for rolling her to safety and screaming, stop, you know, finish up. yeah, just, just, You know what I mean? It's same When you got to go home, you got to go home. That's fine. That's fine. Let's wrap it up before somebody gets hurt, right? But Um, I'm I'm excited for more matches they're going to have, and it's going to be great. Right, right, right. Uh, Rampage announcement at the United Center. Um, The first dance, which is a callback to sports fans would know, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, which was about... The last Bulls championship team, which was in the said United Center. Obviously, the United Center being in Chicago has people fired up about its favorite son. It's pretty, pretty large. Second venue. city savior. Right? Best in the world. Ah, we get there because our boy Darby Allen comes on next, and we think we know who Mr. Punk's first opponent may be, as he says, I'll be at Rampage, and if you want to prove. You're better than anybody else. You have to wrestle in AEW. And especially if you think you're the best in the world. Yes. And the world goes crazy. Everybody gets on their Twitter. Punkity punk, punk, punk. Oh, my God. 
Living Color has already been following him. What could be going on next? <laughs> I, right? I saw that and I was like, I guess. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, that'd be weird if they just randomly followed AEW. I'll say that. Dude, what is great is freaking Living Color's on tour right now. Really? Yeah. So they could um, if if their if their tours get within so many miles of each other, Tony could pay pay them to come over because they they played WrestleMania one time. Oh yeah. And they had a good time doing that. I mean, I remember listening to it. They'd love to play a show. I'm going to say the video packages for CM Punk Darby are going to be off the chain. Oh, yeah. Well, the promos. The promos. You think Dar- Darby's going to be setting fire to uh, the whole city of Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> another The second great Chicago fire. Random human sitting Indian style. Just killing him. <laughs> Running him over with his car. <laughs> Also, though, Punk's promos about how I thought you were cutting edge and new. Who's that old guy sitting beside you? Yes. But was John Cena busy? <laughs> now, I'm not sure if I say Hikaleo? Uh, Hikileo. So I got it right. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> and Haku. <laughs> Hikileo and Haku come out. King Haku... Versus- what an animal. Lance Archer Lance Archer. fears Haku. They say, as they always say, and if you've ever heard these stories about how, like, Jericho was about to get arrested at the airport in Mexico, and Haku came over and, like, cleaned house, and they got on a plane and got out of there oh just in the nick of time. The stories they tell about that man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he did, there's... He, like, ripped some dude's nose off or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. the story, like, he just knocked someone's teeth out. Right. Like he just, he, oh, no, it was that he ripped someone's teeth out. Like, he put his hand in their mouth and just, like, ripped a tooth out. <laughs> Crazy. Yes. I don't know how much of it is true, but if any, if any percentage of it is true, that guy's crazy. <laughs> right. And I was talking about earlier when we were watching Shingo wrestle, I said, you know, look how thick his, just his little fingers are. Yeah. Did you ever get a look at the size of Haku's hands? Haku got big hands. His fingers are, they're all thumbs. They're all wide <laughs> like thumbs. It's crazy. <laughs> so when he does that chokehold thing, it's like, oh my God, that would work. Like, I don't know if any other hand does that, but no. his hand would kill you. It's legit. And it's when he a put good that on Archer, I was like, man, that guy's dead. Yeah, it's match a good, is over. It's a good little match, and we do get a little Haku thing on, oh boy, and then uh, Archer winds up going over, and so Archer's going to face... Tana back home or back in or, Japan. Uh, I forget where they're having. They might be having it at Resurgence, which is in I think L.A. So oh, they I might be it having it in the in the in states. The states. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I didn't realize that. Okay, not sure though. And then um, we do wind up with a Mox promo somewhere in here where he calls out. He says Tana's been dodging him. Yes. He says it's over. He said he sent. Uh, he said he said he was in a bar watching the Olympics, which means he's in bars at like four a.m., which is great. <laughs> Unless he's watching replays of the Olympics, which is fine. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. For I was like, I don't care if he goes to bottle clubs. But and then he said that I'm sitting here trying to figure out how every country in the world has athletes in Japan, and I'm not allowed to get in there, <laughs> right? And so he said he sent a, he got his boy, whoever he what, to go to Office Depot and send over <laughs> a ton and, and fax over a stack of contracts and see what comes back through the forbidden door. I am the forbidden door. Oh my god! It was I, great. It, it was great. Mox, Mox doesn't do bad, and he, he right. and he's like his promos are tough and fun. Like he'll start throwing out some stuff that makes me, I got no clue what he's talking about. Well, I think his mind works in a random manner. He like I think jumps. he keeps a strain of thought, but I think he also, like if you're talking to him, you can get confused because he'll hit on like seven things and get back to us. I know a guy like that. Yeah. 
Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, by the way. So much. Oh, dude, this Cody segment was so funny because he's like literally looking forwards and Malachi Black approaches him from the front and just like smokes him with the heat, the foot. Yeah. So with so much going on in the world, in our world, and I'm thinking to myself, God, I got to listen to Cody. Dude, Give me a lecture. Okay, Malachi that was so, saves me. That was so fun. That had to be intentional. That absolutely 100% had to be intentional that Cody starts going on a weird diatribe and then he gets smoked. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Cody has enough of a sense of humor to where that had to be intentional. Correct. And so Malachi saves us from the diatribe. Mal- he does. Which is totally... He goes out there and beats Cody up uh, some... some trainer or like young i don't want to say young boys because that's not what they are in this company but some like staff right including the famous indie wrestler fuego del sol eats a uh that actually that was the most heel-like thing malachi black has maybe ever done especially in this company Mm -hmm. the crowd straight up did not like it (laughs) no (laughs) the crowd dude fuego del sol is so over i think he's crazy over like right. you watch the elevations and darks that he's on where he comes out to the crowd whole crowd pops so you got cody out cold fuego del sol out cold unconscious and we're gonna get this matchup is it next week uh they're at least i don't know i don't know if they actually announced that there would be a quote like match but they're gonna be around each other next they're gonna week. be around each other okay okay miro promo amazing you liked it he thanks god he he says that he needs two things in his life a vengeful God and a double-jointed wife. Correct. And he's got both of it. The, the little bit of rhyming in, mm-hmm. in his promos is so good. The Just the ludicrousness of it, the over-the-top, the anger, great. He's facing, I think, big shoddy Lee Jackson, right? Lee Johnson. Lee Jackson? Johnson. No, it's, it's Johnson. Yeah, it's Lee Johnson. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, I like he's him a lot. He's in a bad spot next week, though. He's going to die, yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he will. He'll die, right. unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. Get a right. good run. Right. Now, uh, Matt escorts, Matt Hardy escorts the private party and Angelico out to the ring to face Christian, Christian, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus with little uh, bit. Angelico. Nah, or the, wait, little, uh, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt's ringside with him. I felt like the match was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the segment where Christian and Marco were chasing Matt Hardy off. That was You know what I loved good. about it? What was that? Matt Hardy interferes, right? Yeah. Stunt chases. Yeah. <laughs> Christian knows Stunt may be in a bad spot. Yeah. <laughs> Follows him out there. But you know what he doesn't do? What's that? How many times have you watched this exact scenario? And they're gone. And, and Dummy doesn't come back. He's, he's just gone. Hangs his team out to dry, right? <laughs> and they lose. Yeah, he comes back is the best Christian part. didn't do that because he's not an idiot. He knew where he needed to be. He just was making sure, right? He comes back. He gets in the ring. They win the match. I thought it was a well-done match. Christian goes over with the finish after Luchasaurus sets him up. We get the splash finish, um, which I don't know if he's ever finished a match with a splash before. But cool, you know. Uh, They do make the point of saying with Christian's win here, he was the number three contender. Hangman losing makes him. It was a little weird to me because I'm like, wait a minute. Hangman didn't lose tonight. The Dark Order lost tonight, and I think Christian, he t- I think he put his his opportunity on the line. Now I believe so. Correct, correct. But to me though, it's too, still, it's, yeah. But the other thing was like, and Christian, he may not have ever lost a match, but I know he was one on one with Jungle Boy at the end of that. <laughs> at the end of that, that battle he didn't royal, win that. he didn't win that. Right, right, right. So anyway, but I do, I don't <laughs> mind Christian Omega in a title scenario, no, and if they give it to us, that's fine. Yeah. And that's a good spot for him to be in. Look, I don't think he's winning. No, but I think they can give us a great match, and it sets up a couple of dream matches if Punk 
and or Brian or both come in. And that is where, you know, that's what I was talking about, how it looks like we know what's going to happen with the title now with Omega. We're probably yes. going to get Christian and then Punk or Christian and then Brian Punk, you know, that kind of thing. Dude, Which is dream matches for belts is really cool. Oh, for sure. I'm kind of still blown away by the match we had a couple weeks ago. That was Cage versus Hardy. Mm -hmm. It was way better than I thought it would be. Again, I'm still looking at that match, and I'm like, damn, they really paced that match perfectly. And I feel like, too, if Christian can go out there and do that with him, what can he do with Omega? Because Omega don't need his help. No. You know what I mean? And you do have this weird scenario of dream matches that can pop up as, we, as he's got... But also, you have dream matches that are already there. Starks and Cage is a good match. Yes. You know, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can get here. Anyway, moving right along, we wind up with, oh, post-match, we know where Christian's going next week or the week after, because post-match, the Blade strokes him with a pair of brass knucks. Mm -hmm. Hardy he had a second pair. Paid him to do it, and Cage gets knocked out cold. So he's going to have to beat Blade, which will probably be a good little matchup too. Blake can go. He can wrestle. Oh, yeah. He's really good. Um, I Nick, really like the Hardy family office as like a, a mid-card heel stable. Yeah. They're all real loosely affiliated. And it's, it's a big stable. So yeah. you can think you've handled two of them and there's still one over there somewhere. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Or, or people can be gone doing other stuff and it also is fine. Yeah. Like and, I, I love having Hardy in it. I, I think their weird T-Mobile gimmick is great. Right. Used car salesman. Yes, we get the Nick Gage promo next. Then we get uh, Julie Hart and Thunder Rosa promos in the Thunder Rosa match. I would say if there is a negative, we had a Britt Baker promo that somehow I managed to gloss over, and it was fine. It was great, actually. Yeah, it was really good. She alluded to having somebody coming in to protect her because they're not doing enough to I keep her safe. That was interesting. It's very interesting. If there is a criticism of this show, there this was, episode, yeah, seven minutes the women were on TV. Lol, yeah. It's it's Britt had one minute. You got two minutes for Julie Hart and Thunder Rosa to talk and walk to the ring. Four minutes worth of wrestling. That's it's, it's, tough. It's, it's disappointing. So um, when you get a when you get another show, you I want it to have a lot. You need to split up some of the, the higher tier matches put some on the second show and right. give, give let me get 20 or 30 minutes of women's wrestling on both shows yeah, plenty because of you've women added now. two hours yeah. so you can move an hour's worth of storytelling from all these things you're trying to cram into this one episode over to the other one like I don't want them to slow down the pace now that they have two shows no no keep dude, it a crazy pace and let, and let me have dude, more these, women's these wrestling. past weeks have been packed to the brim to your point Jericho versus Gage I think you have a lot to say about this. Go. I really liked it. I'm not the world's biggest deathmatch fan, but like the overall structure of this match, I think was really solid. Like at the beginning, Nick Gage comes out. Uh, Justin Roberts gives him a <laughs> slightly censored version of the usual entrance he gets. Mm -hmm. Left out the gang affiliated part, weirdly. Um, but he comes out like with a pizza cutter. Mm-hmm. And there winds up being a pizza cutter moment where he's a cutting second him, one, yeah. Where there's picture in picture, he's cutting <laughs> him in the head with a pizza cutter, and it's then a Domino's it's, commercial. Correct, that that kind of thing. It's art, right? It's pure art, art. cinema, it's high life, cinema, life imitating art, literally, right? Um, but they first kind of like they mess around for a little bit. That he gets cut with the pizza cutter, but then they lock up. 
I think the stylistic difference between Jericho and Gage was put on display in a match like this uh, because Nick Gage gains all his advantage from what he does. He takes Jericho to the deep waters. We keep using that, but it's actually a really good term for how a lot of matches have been this week. Or at least out of your comfort zone. Yes, far out of his comfort zone. But where Jericho is suffering, Nick Gage lives. He thrives Mm -hmm. in that violence. So whenever the match is on the death match, Nick Gage is winning. However, Jericho ends up being able to gain an advantage and eventually win using his wrestling ability. He he turns the tables around. And the great Muda. And the great Muda. He calls on his past and all that to overcome. I thought it was great. I really liked the ending segment. Painmaker being a callback to To his his time uh, in Japan. However, people forget early on he and, and, and Guerrero and others were in Japan as, as oh, young yeah. boys. You know what I mean? And worked their way through that way. Yeah, a lot of his early the Lionheart. Yes. So he, you know, he he also kind of harkens that when he when he when he brings back Muda, oh, for sure. right? And so that works, and he gets the, the after that he hits the Judas effect, right? Yes. And then it's done. Then uh, you have MJF come out and announce the third installment. Mm-hmm. Who was? Juventud Guerrera. Okay. I will say that I'm not a huge, like, you know, I'm not big on death matches right. and stuff. But I popped when oh, they dude, said yeah, Hoobie Juice. Sure. Because I sure. screamed Hoobie Juice. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> that dude's awesome. I watched him and Jericho have matches. And I've gone back and seen right. those. They're great. One of my, as a, as a, as a fan, a longtime fan, one of my favorite parts of Nitro was the Cruiserweight division. Oh, yeah. It was Eddie. It was Jericho. It was Hooventude. It was Psychosis, right? Therefore, I really, really love the fact that Hoovy Juice is the dude here. And then we cut to credits with your boy just bleeding like a stuck pig. Dude. And MJF feeling completely happy with himself. So, awesome. You enjoyed it. Was it was great. I loved it. I, I really like Nick Gage's performance. Again, I'm not a huge deathmatch guy, but the, the reality... I don't know. It, it's something about the way he does everything brings like a reality to it that I think is really authentic. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I haven't really seen a Nick Gage match before. I've seen, well, I guess a couple when his We've matches seen went the documentary. when his matches went wrong. Right. But I don't know when he was walking around the ring when he was really feeling the crowd. Mm-hmm. It felt really authentic. Right. I felt like this dude's freaking crazy. Right. This guy's gonna kill Jericho. Well, he is crazy. He is crazy. Right. And that's the authentic. Right. <laughs> but but when I was watching that, I was like, oh my god. Right. It, it added to the match so much, and I was like, well, this match is awesome. Right. Right. Um. So you had a great show. I had a great show. Right. So you're on a three week great show run. Four weeks at least. Okay. Uh, both Fighter Fests. Uh, wait, but this one was Fight for the Fallen. Mm-hmm. Th- at least three weeks. Right. Right. Off the chain. Well, then for the world of wrestling. We would like to get an exit here. This has been a Go Home Eat production, copyright 2021. Check out your friends at the GIN Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. Go home.